Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And believe it or not, this is the 100th episode. That has definitely crept up on me. I was not um, expecting to get through 100 episodes since starting this project back in February. But the guests have kept on coming and the content has been truly uh, astonishing, to be honest, with the, the thoughts and inspirational work of some of the people that have taken the time to come on and share their rabbit hole journey, their inspiration, their knowledge, their insights, their, uh, their future uh, projections. I, I feel as though I've covered so many conversations, but at the same time, feel as though there is so much more to come. So I'm really looking forward to 2021. The project will continue once bitten, will carry on. Uh, I thank everybody for your support. Uh, those that have been active in, in sharing and commenting and retweeting and liking and rating and reviewing, it's, uh, it's all been very, very humbling. Today's guest is Bitcoin Clips, first podcast ever, and uh, a really nice fitting one, I think, to make the 100th episode. I was interviewed to, uh, excuse me, I was introduced to this young man via the, uh, the Britcoiners and the team over at At21ism, where they feature a different set of uh, artists or writers or memers, um, video documentary makers, whatever, each month you can head to 21ism.com and they've got a whole new showcase of four or five different people from the Bitcoin space. And it's not always the OGs. It's brilliant. It's really well done. And I really recommend you head over there and, and, and check it out and support what they're trying to put together. They asked me if I would be willing to do uh, an interview with Bitcoin Clips for, for their site. And of course, I agreed. After seeing some of his movies, I think they're brilliant. You've got to go and check them out. He's doing some great work. He was very much blown away. He wasn't expecting this kind of attention and uh, was kind of very humbled by the fact that so many people are finding so much fun and value and joy with uh, with his clips that are getting shared around YouTube and uh, and Twitter, obviously. Uh, I think uh, one of his videos over 100,000 times. Enjoy this one. Really appreciate uh, him coming on. Very cool young man. And um, yeah, enjoy it. But before we get into it, uh, of course, I want to give uh, a huge thanks and uh, a big shout out, an official shill to coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten who are based in the UK. They picked up on, on the show very early and were very kind to show some trust and support the show. So uh, big thanks to Obi and the team doing great work. If you're in the UK, that's the exchange to use. They are Bitcoin only. They're the oldest exchange in the UK and uh, oldest Bitcoin exchange, I should say. And they're the only ones around the world that do uh, a monthly audit. So you have your proof of keys right there. Although, of course, they certainly recommend that any Bitcoin that you do exchange your fiat for, you move off the exchange. And they do have a lot of education and they will help you throughout the whole journey. So make sure you check out those guys. That's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. And then our friends across the, the pond, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. If you've been living under a rock in the US and you're wondering who these guys are, then uh, they're the place to go. They are across all 50 states. They will help you start your stacking journey. And they are, again, a purely Bitcoin-only company run and managed and staffed by some of the best Bitcoiners you'll ever find. So go and check them out. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. That will get you free 10 bucks. 
There's no delay and there's no excuse. Let's go. Enjoy this one, guys. Well, welcome to the Once Bitten podcast. Uh, today, joining us is Movie Clips, the um, memer of all Bitcoin movies. Uh, you'll follow him on Twitter. Uh, great to have you here, mate. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm going to pass the floor over to uh, another Bitcoiner, by the way. You can probably hear in the, uh, the accent. <laughs> so, um, Lauren, you want to ask a question about Bitcoin movies? Um, the memes. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to start memeing? Like, why did you decide to start? Uh, it originally started because there was... Um, so Bitcoin started outperforming all the, all the altcoins in the month of October. And I just took that as my opportunity to... Just basically shit on shit on the um, altcoins, and that's basically what it came down to. And then I had a good reception from the one where Hulk is smashing Loki on the floor, blah blah blah. And then one of the one of my followers got in touch with me. Um, his Twitter handle is Raj Hoddle, and he recommended me to do the one where uh, was it Thor comes back to Earth, back into Wakanda, and smashes his hammer down into the floor. And then yeah, from there on in, I just got started getting such a good reception that I carried on doing it. Doing it. I really want to see that meme. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dig it out. I'll show you. Um, we were trying. We were watching the ones uh, that you sent through on the email. Uh, yeah. I've seen a few of them before. Obviously, being on Bitcoin Twitter as I am, uh, one of them has been taken down. Are you aware of this? Yeah. So I, I think this is the one I put on YouTube, right? Is this the? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got an email about that shortly after I sent you that link, and I wasn't too sure. I, I'm assuming it's because it's co copyright issues with Marvel. Yeah, that's right. It says yeah. um, on yeah. when we try and watch it, it says YouTube is taking us down due to copyright, yeah, Disney so, copyright laws or something. Yeah, like that. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know, know too much about that. On my Twitter, you can still see the video, but yeah. Right. We'll go find it. Don't you worry. You'll yeah, that's, see it. that's got the most views, that one. That's quite enjoyable. <laughs> Caitlin? Um, what's your favorite meme of all time? Oh, it's got to be the Pepe ones. All the, all the frog ones are funny. I love them. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions from you guys? No, you can carry on. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bye. See you later, guys. Bye. Take care. And have Take a care. great podcast. We Bye. will. Thank you very much. Bye. We're going to talk all things Bitcoin <laughs> and movies. There we go. And uh, yes, I, I should have also shouted out the fact that um, the reason we are doing this is for the 21ism project. Uh, and you're going to be uh, one of the featured Artists in air quotes. Yeah. Um, on Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an honor, to be honest, because I think their first video um, for the month of October, wasn't it for the Hard Money film? Or was it November? I'm not too sure. Yeah, their first one, Richard James was on. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a tall order to follow, because <laughs> I've watched that video countless times at lunch at work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a brilliant one. Richard did a great job putting that together, and I'm looking yeah. forward to his next project as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... It, let, let's let's talk about how you got pulled into the rabbit hole and then we will move on to what made you come out of the shadows and start memeing and uh, contributing to the space. So right. if you um what 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 were you doing pre pre Bitcoin? What was your fiat day to day? <laughs> um so I I've just worked in like retail a lot, sales, I've done a lot of um I I actually worked in a Ponzi scheme. I, I believe so. By uh, that was one of my first jobs. Um, I thought it was, they, yeah, they got you in, and it was like, oh, you can make all this money. And I, I remember I made like a thousand pound in my first two weeks selling storage units to investors. And then on the phone, one of the investors asked me, um, "Is this a pyramid scheme?" And I didn't like. I was nineteen at the time. I didn't even know what a pyramid scheme was. I, I stood up and said to a manager, "Is this a pyramid scheme?" Not knowing what that was, <laughs> he was like, "No, no, no, shush, shush, shush." And yeah, I, I became very aware that what I was selling wasn't necessarily good to the people that were sending us money. So I got out of that quickly. Um, and yeah, I spent a lot of time in retail. I've done a lot of time in, I spent a lot of my time in hobbies doing parkour growing up. So I'd be jumping from rooftops. We got, I think we got into two or three talent shows. We'd done a show um, down a high street and um, before, um, taught children how to um, do parkour. Uh, I'm on Netflix <laughs> somehow. Uh, there's a movie called Devil's Playground with Danny Dyer. And yeah, I'm a parkour zombie in that. <laughs> so, no way. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so that's a bit mental. So yeah, and then I just I I I first heard about Bitcoin back in it's got to be 2012 or 2013, and it was all about Silk Road. Oh, you can buy drugs online. Never got, never done any of it. Never got, never bought any online. Quite glad I didn't in the end. But um, never thought much more of it. I was like, what's this currency? Didn't really question it until early 2017. I remember I first looked at Bitcoin as an investment or like as an idea to something to, as an idea for something to buy when the price was around twelve hundred dollars. And then I think I don't know how long it was. It wasn't a long period. It got to two thousand, and that's when I I sort of FOMO'd in at that point. And I, I remember my first transaction was for five million satoshis at two thousand pounds or two thousand dollars. Sorry. And ever since that has just kind of set you along the rabbit hole and, and yeah you know, so from there the, on the classic in, story of, Sorry. Yeah, is it the classic story of once you've got skin in the game you you start picking up a book or looking for articles what what was next what what was the next um, thing? i remember i was looking at i was so i was thinking wait so you can make you can create this money with a miner at the time I, I, I was so juvenile to the whole idea i didn't know what was going on i was naive and i thought oh yeah i'm gonna buy one i found bitmain and then like every five minutes you would see there was sold out or there would be, there would be a new batch that came in. And I remember the, they did a, they did a, so they were selling the Antminer S9 at the time, I believe it was. And they was also doing a release for the Dash Miner. And I had the money ready to go in the account to buy an, uh, to buy a Bitcoin miner, but they sold out. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll get a Dash Miner. And I remember I got like batch five or something. And this was in September of 2017. So three months before the bull run or before the end of the bull run rather. And then by the, I didn't get the miner until the end of December. And so by the time it arrived at my door, it was virtually non-profitable. It just ate up a bunch of energy. It was incredibly loud. Um, and yeah, I ended up, I, I spent, I think I spent 0.3 Bitcoin or 0.4 Bitcoin on a, on a dash miner. I haven't even used it since, to be honest with you. Um, I got into BitConnect, all the ICOs. I made all the mistakes I could possibly make. And then during the crypto winter, that's when I truly sort of delved into podcasts, articles, you know, documentaries, YouTubers and books, everything in between. And then I feel like I've come out sort of a hardened Bitcoin maximalist. But I don't I don't necessarily like to put myself in that camp because the tribalism isn't necessarily good for the space. But um, yeah, I, I can't, I, it's the only coin I believe in. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what um, in the email that, uh, that you sent to me, uh, kind of outlining your background, uh, you say um, there's there's definitely conflicts of interest uh, within the family because uh, yes, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is an interesting dynamic in my in my house. Um, we've got my dad who's been working at Lloyd's TSB for I believe 38 years. He's about as deep into the legacy financial system as you could possibly like imagine. He's quite I think he's quite high up in it. I'm not actually sure what his job role is. Um, but yeah, he's like I remember I was, I was just sat at the pub with him one time, and he picks up the phone. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's push that deal through." And it was for like eighty million pounds. And I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> like, I'm, do you know what I mean? I've, yeah, I have no idea. But um, yeah, he is wholeheartedly against Bitcoin in every way whatsoever, in every way possible. And I believe part it's partly due to the fact that he's not even allowed to buy cryptocurrencies. He's not he's because it's not a regulated product, and he could have insider information and this sort of thing. So. He's not incentivized to make it work for him, despite what I've been trying to tell him through the years. And I, I end up being that sort of, you know, that Bitcoin or that, that aggressive Bitcoin that tells you, you've got to buy Bitcoin, it's amazing. You say all the amazing things that you love about it and you, the passion just like oozes out of you when you try and talk about it. And sometimes that can come across almost too aggressive and it makes that person go back into their shell. And yeah, so they, yeah, there, is a, there is a very inter interesting dynamic between me and my dad due to that fact. Because um, it's almost like I'm that crazy guy. Because I, I don't know any other Bitcoiners. I've got to be honest with you. I don't. I, I know a couple of people that got like Cardano and like a lot of Ethereum, but no one believes in Bitcoin the same way that I do. And so yeah, like it's it's very hard. <laughs> I think you're one of the first people I've had a conversation with about it that actually genuinely understands. Wow. Yeah. And that again shows how early we are. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I think I'm all alone and I'm living out here in the rural countryside of, of France. You're there in London and you're still finding it hard to be, to find people yeah. to have a conversation with it. It's, it is, 
Yeah, it's amazing. And I know like uh, the struggle that you're facing for sure, because when people are that entrenched in the legacy finance system, and you know, I still have friends that are still um, working in banks and yeah, many of them aren't allowed to buy this stuff. In fact, many of them aren't allowed to buy any stocks or shares. Yeah. And you, you think about that, if you just stop and think about that for a second, it's just like, man, what a prison. So you, you work in finance for this institution, but you're not allowed to participate in open markets. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous. Absolutely. And like Bitcoin is a currency. So, I mean, if your dad's going to go on holiday to Italy, he can buy euro, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, he's not allowed to buy Bitcoin. Yep. You know, if he goes to Japan, he's got to buy yen. <laughs> it's mental. He's not even allowed to buy gold. You're kidding. No, I've told him. Can't even. Yeah. So that is just stuck, trapped on the hamster wheel. They own you. Exactly. Uh, you know, push our products, work for us. And then when you're gone, and they'll, they'll fire you whenever they want. Yeah. Right? And then what you left cut, with, if you can't. cut people out. Sorry, go on. And if you, if you can't have invested in in stocks or shares or or gold or something like Bitcoin to protect you for for that kind of situation, you know, a savings account outside of like your your fiat salary, and they cut you. Oh man, it's yeah. People are going to wake up right in a yeah, big way. It's mental. It's tragic. It's because you'd think that they'd be able to bolster their their portfolio. Like diversify their portfolio and make sure that they can like sustain themselves through economic downturns and economic upswings. But yeah, for some for whatever reason, they're not allowed to. It's for insider trading is is the reason. Yeah, but um, like even with gold, like how much insider trading can you get with that? Do you know what I mean? How much? Uh, I suppose so. I suppose I'm probably happening. being a bit naive there. <laughs> but it's already completely manipulated. All of these yeah. markets, insider trading. For, you know what? What is money printing if not insider trading? Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. It's, it's um, but we we all play in this legacy financial system, and now as Bitcoin, as we realize how rigged it is, and it's just so hard to help people understand that, especially when they're so entrenched in it. So I know exactly the kind of battles that you're having. And yeah, it can cause arguments, right? And yeah, no, of course. I've had plenty of discussions, or heated discussions, that I say, with him. Um, I've showed him all the charts from 1971 onwards. And yeah, like when I mentioned the, the term fiat currency, that he, he was just like, what is that? He did, yeah, he was just like, that's just currency. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a question at all. It just, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's, 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 I don't understand why people wouldn't know what, the, like, okay, so if, if I put it this way, Money is the most important thing that we all, that most important thing to us, that we all work for. It manipulates every single one of our lives, and yet none of us are taught it in school. Like, what is money? And you question that, and you need to, if that question gets arisen, you need to ask yourself, why, why has it not been taught? And I, 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 don't, I don't have the answer to that question. It's like we're all taught to work for money, but we're not taught to make money work for us. Exactly. Who sets the curriculum? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's where it comes from. It's uh, it. We know who sets the curriculum: unelected bureaucrats for the the governments in charge at that point, and the yeah. curriculums don't change too much. And there's never ever. It's not in their interest for us plebs to have the full skinny on you know what money is. Couldn't they teach more. us what. They teach us what we need to know, and if you if you do want to study it at a higher level, you get taught Keynesian economics, and inflation is good, and then, like you get the certificate, and you can go out and preach to other people about it, like yeah. without actually having any real knowledge. Uh, and and you know going down going down this rabbit hole is so eye opening, but like we've discussed. A very very lonely place to be. Of course. Yeah, as I say, I don't know anyone. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> it's either I'm either crazy, or I'm the genius in the corner of the room that no one's listening to. And I think there's a saying. I believe during the, the 1930, yeah, the 1929 depression, there was. 
I'm going to butcher this story, but it was a guy who could see where the market was going and he was telling everyone, look, this is what's going to happen. And no one was listening to him because no one respected his opinion. And I believe that's what we were seeing here. And that guy was called the Cassandra of finance or something along those lines. And the Cassandra is basically someone who has the right knowledge, is trying to tell everyone, and yet no one was listening to them because their opinion is just not respected enough. Yeah. I find that all the time. And this is half the reason I started the podcast, because I had no one to talk to about it. Yeah. And anybody that I did talk to about it were uh, unwilling, really, to listen. Yeah. Like, well, if, if you're not going to listen to me, maybe you'll listen to some of the other guys I'm speaking to who you, know, you might think are far smarter than, than I am or more respected than I am. And uh, yeah, it's still, still tough. <laughs> still very, very tough. So yeah. let's talk about your memes. What's, um, <laughs> what, what spurred this, this little uh, side project of yours? Um, I'll tell you what, there was one video that stood out a while back, and it, it was during, uh, it, I'll tell you what, it was right after the liquidity, liquidity crisis in March. And there, it was a scene from 2012, and it was the plane flying through all the city that's falling down. You've got the train coming out of the the ground and it was the gold price plummeting you've got the two buildings crashing into each other and the the template was uh, the dow jones and the smp just crashing into each other and you had the stock traders falling out the building and you just had bitcoin flying through and just <laughs> just having fun I, I watched that video over and over again and i loved it and then yeah I, I wish i wanted to see more of those videos and just naturally i don't know i just i just stumbled across the idea of doing it and here we are three or four weeks later and yeah, I'm on a podcast somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up by the, the the Bitcoiners over at Twenty Oneism, yeah, uh, because they, you know, Badders loves doing the the movie memes as well. Uh, have you seen the ones he's put together with some of the lads? I can't say I have. I don't. I don't explore it too much. If I'm honest with you. Like, um, I'll definitely check it out because I didn't realize. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out straight after this. But yeah, they, well, I went on their website, the... and their website was absolutely insane. Um, just yeah. the layout. It was just so easy, and it was so it was just yeah, it was a feast for the eyes. I'm no, and I don't. I'm not just saying that because they're doing a feature on me. Like I've, I've never gone on a website, and it's just that good, and that pleasing to the eye. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a brilliant piece of work. They've done a, a great job, and the videos have been have been great. Uh, definitely check them out. Uh, the James Bond one is is my favorite. Okay, yeah, I check um, it out. Oh, I did, use... oh, I'll tell you one I did see actually. Um, I think it was Max Kaiser, and they've and I think it was a Hoddle American. I'm not too sure. American Hoddle, yeah. sorry. And then yeah. just walking down the street, just doing this or whatever. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, the Beastie Boys. That's um, it. Th- yeah, and uh, that is a brilliant one. A brilliant music uh, meme, yeah. music video meme. Um, they also did the Italian Job, uh, Fight Back Club. Um, oh, wow. I need to catch up on all these. I don't know how I've missed them all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? Um, when you see these things, you just imagine... The rest of Bitcoin Twitter have seen them. Yeah. But there's so much. That's what I mean. That yeah. comes so and goes people. so quickly that it's uh it's tough to keep up with with some of this stuff. But we still we still need more, right? Mm, we still course. need loads and loads more people like yourself. So you just started like weeks ago. Yeah, this yeah, you're, you're at the beginning like, of the Yeah, I think the first video I made was on the twenty first of October. <laughs> and how are you doing it? Um, on my phone. This is the, this is the joke. <laughs> I've just sat in my bed, what? like on my phone, just making these videos. <laughs> They're getting all, all these right. views. Let, <laughs> let, let's let let's explore that because if anybody's listening and thinking, "Oh, I've got a great idea for a meme." Uh, last night I was watching Gladiator right. with uh, with the wife and kids, pizza night, movie night, and almost every scene, I'm like, "Brilliant Bitcoin meme! <laughs> Brilliant Bitcoin meme here!" And I can't stop. I just can't stop. But I don't know how to make them that quickly. So if you can talk us through how to start making uh, like Bitcoin movie clip memes on our phones, then we can just start flooding the normies. Yeah. So what's it. what's the word? How do so you do it? There's an app called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. And right. literally all I do is just get a video, a screen recorder, write, um, copy the video into um, InShot, and then I just template text on top of it. I, I don't have any, the text can't, it doesn't track the movement. So if you notice in the Matrix meme video, what I ideally would have liked to have done is have the, the text track the bullets as as they slow down and stop right in front of him. But yeah, that is it's a very limited product or a limited um, application. So yeah, like as I say, these videos are highly basic. I don't feel like I'm making 
uh, yeah, I don't feel like I'm making very like detailed and uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. But yeah, I'm just having fun with it. It's just easy to make. Um, yeah, as I say, all I'm doing is just putting text on top of it and building a narrative around the scene that I'm templating on top of. So how do you get the the movie clip into InShot? So it was, so I do a screen recorder, and then I'd stop. I'd, I'd go onto YouTube, play the video clip, and then stop the screen record, and then upload that file into InShot, crop the video, and then there there I've got the video, and that's that. <laughs> so you, you can do this on the train. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I do it on the bus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've actually, yeah, I've done. Um, I updated the Matrix one on the bus. <laughs> That's amazing. Like many of us, probably like thinking, oh, I must put so much effort into these things. Uh, to, to how do they do this? This is so brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but if it's that easy, then there's no stopping anybody doing it and, and getting these things out there. Yeah, I, I remember there was a guy who. There was someone who asked me on the comments, it was like, what app are you using to make these on your phone? And I told him, and then I think someone up, so I can't remember who it was, but someone tagged me in their tweet, and they was like, you've inspired my friend to make a meme. And it was another Matrix meme with another Bitcoin logo on top of it. And yeah, it was just it, like that in and of itself inspired someone else to go and make another video. All right. What do you have up your sleeve? What are what are your favorite what are your favorite movies? Let, let's 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 go there. What 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 kind of movies have you grown up watching and and really enjoying and loving? What's the kind of genre that okay. you know, sets you alight? I wouldn't say there's one specific genre that I don't that I do like more than others. But the, I'm not I'm not massively horror. I'm not, I'm not a big guy in horror. That's about the only one I can say I've not watched a lot of. But my top oh, what would it be? I know my top two movies for sure would be either Batman Batman Dark Knight. Or Shawshank Redemption, right? Yeah, so it's, they're, they're very t- like different movies in and of, in and of themselves. But yeah, I couldn't pick two better movies out for myself. But yeah, I just I love I, I love all sorts of movies. Me, <laughs> Marvel, every yeah, every, everything you can think of. I've probably watched it. And you've got some ideas coming out for, um, for or are you taking suggestions? I've Should got I've got in my gallery or? about. Let me have a look. I've got about 12 that I haven't uploaded. <laughs> okay. But none of, the problem I have now is the Matrix one is definitely my favorite one and one I'll put the most effort into. None of them are better than that. So it's, <laughs> I'm worried it's now just going to be a downhill struggle from here on out. But I've got a couple up my sleeve. I've got the one I want to drop at 20K. That one's the one that gives me the more... Uh, it's weird to say, but these videos can give me goosebumps sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one's given me the most, the most goosebumps. And I've got a Lord of the Rings one I'm probably going to upload in the next couple of days. I'm playing with it now. But the the, the one for 20K, you you absolutely waiting for all-time high to drop that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to make it the other day, and I was like, oh, we're right there. And I had it ready. I was like, okay, we were like, what, 400, 500-pound uh, off, off all-time high or something silly? Yeah. But, yeah, not not to be that day. I have to wait. Oh man, I want to know what it is now. <laughs> uh, do you have any um, seasonal ideas? I mean, we I need some Christmas movies. About that, to be honest with you, um, that's quite a good idea. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll look into that. Because yeah, all I'm doing is I'm just watching. If if on my YouTube, I get a suggestion for a movie clip, I almost know instinctively whether or not I can do something with it. There's a lot of movie scenes that I know I could do something with, but I couldn't do with the app because I would need to track certain objects within the within the video itself so yeah i've got i've got a list in my notes of about 20 different movie scenes that i'm ready to play with <laughs> man you're gonna be um I, I think you're gonna be upgrading from InShot to something else pretty soon yeah uh, i did once... have a play around with um after effects the other day uh didn't have a didn't have the greatest like when i looked at it it was so complex i'm just used to something that's got like four buttons and then I go into After Effects, and there's like 700 buttons on the top. You've got all sorts of weird and wonderful, weird and wonderful things you can do with it. But yeah, I haven't even explored it too much. But yeah, once I, I, I have the same opinion. Once these videos start going on for longer, and I start gaining, garnering more views, I would, I, I would want to put out better content. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something I've got on my list of things to do. Well, if anyone's listening and can help you out, uh, I'm sure oh, they'll be, be uh, reaching yeah. out in their DMs. Yeah, please do. <laughs> 
And what what have you found? Like I, I know, like before we started recording, you you kind of find it pretty weird that the the response has been as positive as it has been. Yeah, uh, people reaching out to you, following you, retweeting you, asking you to come on the Twenty One Ism project. Yeah, it's absolutely it's blown me away. To be honest with you, I was I remember I made my first video. I think it was like the twenty first of October. It's the Ali G one. It got like. 5,000 views and I was over the moon. <laughs> I thought I'd made it. <laughs> I'm walking around in my house. I'm just like, yeah, I've done it. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, I think two weeks later, I got one that was a hundred K and I was like, what is going on? And it's not just that. It's like all the people that are liking the tweet, like, liking the video, retweeting, commenting on it. And these are people that I've been following for years. People like Charlie Lee, Max Kaiser. Like I've got a list on my phone again of all the people that I've been looking up to for years and following in this space that have since liked and shared and commented on my videos. And that in and of itself is enough, enough to make me happy to interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon with that. And I don't think, um, I wonder actually whether people like Max or anyone that you just mentioned, the effect it has on the individual, if they just yeah. a like or just a retweet, couldn't agree more. Yeah, it made my day. Like to the point where I've now got a list in my in my notes on my phone where I've just got all these people. I'm I'm proud to have sort of I don't know put a smile on their face for one day or whatever it may be. That's very interesting because there's definitely then a responsibility for the uh, you know air quotes OGs in the space to to find the memers to find the people that are coming out. Um, you know, the lurkers, as we like to call them, that are making the effort, whether it's a, an article or a meme or a video, anything, to just to keep that person engaged and inspired. Just that it, it goes a long way. I didn't realize, actually, how much that has, the effect that has on someone. It's pretty yeah, interesting. I, I was bouncing off the walls. When I, when I see Max Kaiser has retweeted my tweet, I'm like... How has this happened? <laughs> I've made these videos on my phone, just in bed, not doing much, not much, not thought much more of it. And then all of a sudden, I've got someone as prolific in the space as Max Kaiser or Charlie Lee, Robert Breedlove, Dan Held, all these people just like sharing. And yeah, honestly, it, blow, it blows me away. Like, That's awesome, mate. And um, you go in, Dad, look. Yeah. <laughs> Max Kaiser's retweeted. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't have any idea who these people are. That's the worst part about all of this, because I don't know anyone who knows all these same people as me. So I'm like, oh, my God. I say to my sister or, like, or my friend or whoever, like my colleague, I just be like, oh, yeah, this person just like likes my video or whatever. And they're just like, who? Like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the only person that can enjoy it at this point. Right. Let's talk about. I mean, you're 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 definitely uh, a younger man than myself. You don't have to dox your age, but um, you you how do you how do you look at you know wh what your generation has has faced in in the workplace with property prices as they are um, with this ridiculous situation that you you find yourself in and come to terms with with what you know now and what's going to become your future if you can stack as as much as you can okay. how does that affect your thought um so i think one of the things that upsets me the most is the fact that where i live you need to earn well, you, need, you can't get a mortgage for a house um, of more than four and a half times your salary. The average salary where I live is 33000 something along those lines. And yet the average household property is about 400, like the average three-bed house is about 400 grand. And so if you're earning 33,000 pounds and you can borrow four and a half times your salary, you're looking at what, I don't know what, you're looking at about 150,000 pounds that you can borrow on a mortgage. So that means where's the other 250 grand coming from? And yeah, like I, I literally cannot afford to live where I work at this point. So you look at these things and you like people would say to you, oh yeah, but you're not productive in society enough to do this or this, that or the other. And I don't think it should be like that. Um, cause where does this end up? Where like, cause the house, I think the average, um, the average salary compared to the average house 30 years ago where I live was four times the average salary. That's how much you had to, it'd be four years worth of salary and you could afford a home. 
Now it's 12 times. Where does that end up in 20 years' time with my children? Um, is it going to be 20 times? Uh, like, where, where, does, where does it end? And you see these injustices across society, across, across the globe, to be honest with you, and you just have to question yourself, why, why am I involved in this? And, yeah, I think Bitcoin is the ultimate... It's the old, yeah, I've, I've not found anything close to Bitcoin in terms of something that can uproot society in a way potentially never before seen in society. And to be a part of something like that this early on, even though most people would probably say that we're late at this point in the grand scheme of things, we're probably quite early. Um, and so, yeah, like for me, um, getting into Bitcoin, 99% of what I'm going to be buying is going to be held on and passed on to my children. I don't, I don't, I'm quite happy with my expenses at this point. I don't feel the need. I'm not, I'm not materialistic in any sense whatsoever. And so, yeah, if I, if I have the ability to store my wealth in a way that cannot be stopped, controlled, inflated away, censored, yeah, anything like this, and I can then pass it on to my children and their children after them, that's powerful. And yeah, I, it's very hard for me to sit here and say that I don't love Bitcoin because I absolutely do. I, I think it, I breathe it, I sleep it. Like uh, everything I do is around Bitcoin in terms of content that I listen to, I, the way I speak, the way I speak to people. The, I'm trying to educate people around me about money, and not, I'm not necessarily one of the people in this world that has expert knowledge in finance. But I know that I have more knowledge than most people, given that I've gone down the rabbit hole with Bitcoin. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I don't know if I answered the question. I went on a bit of a rant there. <laughs> no, no, that's that's brilliant. And I, I want to talk about as well, like, you know, just staying on th this generation thing. When you look at your your friends or anybody that you went to school with, then, you know, they're, they're all facing the same challenges, right? And then we, um, uh, this, the, the breakdown of uh, you know, communities and societies, the breakdown of, of families, is a direct result of just this broken monetary base, this fiat currency that is, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, that's supposed that that's the most important thing in all of our lives. If that's being manipulated by a monopolistic centralized entity shrouded in secrecy, what how do you think? What have you what what, as this progresses, what have you seen personally? You know, I see it, you know, this is happening because the money's broken. Do you, have you, do you have any like specific things that you could like put your finger on, like behaviors and social patterns? In what sense? In like the, the people that are around you, like, um, you know, we, we the, the, the things they might be doing, the things they, uh, they might be saying, you know, the, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if I get your question to be honest with you. So, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, it, it's so if I give you an example, um, you know, I, I see from like uh, 35 to kind of 50 year old people just stuck on the hamster wheel, head down, running as fast as they can, just to stand still, yeah, and not having an ounce of time to breathe, to to look at something like Bitcoin, to, to read an extra article or even a book or watch a 30-minute documentary because they're so damn busy just trying to keep on top of all of the bills that they've got to pay, look after the yeah. family. Uh, and this causes huge, and you know, I experienced the same thing in my fiat career. I was a lodger in my home at the weekend. <laughs> that, that, you know, I didn't see my kids. I barely saw my wife. And this is why our generation... You, when you look at the WTF happened in 1971, you see divorce rates going through the roof because of this reason. And then as well, our generation, our, our wives have been pushed aggressively into the workplace, aggressively. Like it used to be, if you think back into the 50s, women would be, you, they would be looked at as successful if they had one or two kids and were running a good household. And could bake a nice pie. Yeah. Now women are deemed successful if they've got a four-year university degree and are working seven till seven and are dropping their kids at the daycare because they can afford it. 
what the fuck? Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> mental, isn't it? And then you've got the student loan that I think just before I went to university, my friend went to university for, I believe he was his tuition was around 3000 a year, and he did a four-year course, so he's got £12,000. My first year cost me the exact same. It was eight thousand pounds for the course and three and a half thousand for accommodation, and I've spent twelve grand on one on my first year, as my friend spent twelve grand on his whole course, on his whole degree, uh, four years. And so, yeah, you see these things happen, and it's just like you just—I don't know—it's it's, it's mental. And then you see these films like The Big Short. That's another one that blew me away because you just don't under—you don't appreciate what happened, and you don't understand what happens until you see these sort of. That, that's an amazing fil- film. I've watched that movie a dozen times by this point. Um, and yeah, you just see all these injustices because as I say, as I said earlier on, like, um, you, I can't afford to live where I work at this point. So it's almost as if I'm being gentrified out of where I live because I can't afford to live here. Um, well, I can afford to live here if I'm renting, but then I'm spending all my rent is going to someone else's mortgage and I would rather be on top of that. Yeah. And you'd rather be stacking sets. Precisely. <laughs> it's, doing, it's doing well for me so far. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an escape route? What what's the uh what's the plan? What if all goes tits up in the UK or in what sense? In the sense of Bitcoin goes to 30, 40, 50, 60,000, 70,000 in the next 2 or 3 years. Um so what are you talking about selling at this point? Well, yeah. Um, like, yeah. Is is there a point where you think right I think I could probably achieve financial freedom here and escape this fiat kind of life. So the only problem I have there is if Bitcoin reaches these highs of, you know, the trillion dollar market cap or the hundred thousand dollar coin, at that point, I don't know how safe I'd feel going into fiat currencies. I I don't feel safe in it to be at all, to be honest with you. Um, The only, the only selling I'm going to be doing would be I'd do maybe one or two percent at 100k just to i don't know take my family out for dinner or some do you know what i mean a nice little holiday or something a little getaway but as my portfolio grows if bitcoin takes off the way that we think it can there will have to be a level of responsibility in terms of bolstering my portfolio and diversifying because i'm, I'm quite irresponsibly long on bitcoin at this point <laughs> <laughs> so there will be a level of responsibility that take that needs to take place in terms of you know diversification into gold and to other assets that could stabilize through if we have another crypto winter for instance or in the long term if bitcoin goes to zero and i've left it all in there i've then got vast amounts less that i'm going to be able to pass on to my children and it that's what it all comes down to it's just about what i want to be able to pass on down my down my um to my legacy basically that's amazing that you you've already reached that mindset at such a young age I can't yeah, imagine it's, it's any weird. of your peers are thinking that way. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> That's what Bitcoin does, man. It's the rabbit hole. It truly is the rabbit hole. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, how how do you think it's changed some of your behaviour? Is there anything that, like, you can you can just say, "Yep, I definitely changed." I I have got a lot better with money management in the past year and a half. Up until about a year and a half ago, I was dreadful. It would be going out on nights out with your friends, going on traveling. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, just a whole host of anything, like consumerism to the max, because you just never was taught anything different. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, like, I don't know, maybe about two years ago at this point, maybe and sometime between a year and a half and two years ago, I got into it to the point where I wanted to do nothing but stack sets. And in order to do so, you need to cut down your expenses. And so what you find yourself doing is you're saving money that you wouldn't have otherwise saved. That's going into a savings account that's going up in value and you're diminishing your expenses. And you see your portfolio almost do a U-turn and your net worth is going up at a steady steady rate. Unless, obviously, you've got these March 12th events where you lose 54% in a 24-hour period. (laughs) And quite luckily... I tell everyone this because I'm really proud of it. I, I, I woke up midnight. It was about midnight, 1 a.m. During that March 12th. I think it was Friday the 13th at 1 a.m. That's when I bought. I bought in and it was about 3,900. 
I got very lucky. I got very, that was the best trade I ever done. And it was, it happened to be on the day that my dollar cost averaging came into, came in. So I do a monthly dollar cost average. And so March the 13th was my day that I got paid. And that was the day I was going to stack some more sets. I got very lucky. That is excellent. Yeah. And dollar cost average, that's the way to go. Or fiat cost average, as that's we the should one. say. Yeah, is, sorry. <laughs> is, is, yeah, that's fine. Definitely, I'm trying to push the fiat cost average um, because, uh, yeah, it's that's the best way to, to do it. So, um, yeah, it's awesome to hear that you're you know, doing that those frequent buys and just trying to stack your sats and release yourself at some point, hopefully, uh, that you can go and not have to beg the man for uh, for a wage every single day yeah. and um you know live on live on what you might be able to to stack which is ultimately what we're all here for right of course yeah well mate it's been awesome to get to know you and really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this <laughs> this is yeah, still mental uh, I, I can't believe this is happening to be honest with you. <laughs> It's. I'm looking forward to dropping this on uh, on the Once Bitten podcast as well. But as as said, this um this was set up by the the Twenty Oneism guys. So I yes. should do a, a big shill for at Twenty Oneism. Make sure you go and check out the website and go and uh, look at everything they've done and this month's feature. Before you go though, there's always a question I ask. And uh, you if you had one orange pill left to give to someone, who would you give that to and why? Oh, so this is. Uh- the first debate that comes into my head is whether or not I give that to someone I know or to someone in the public that I think could help Bitcoin quite a lot. The person I'd probably like to see it happen to most would probably be Peter Schiff, to be honest with you. <laughs> to see the U-turn and him become a Bitcoin maximalist overnight would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> but beyond, beyond Peter Schiff, it'd probably have to be my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I like those answers, the personal ones. And... It's bad as actually he 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 said his mum. Oh really? You know this is yeah. Um, it's it's brilliant uh, when when people think that way. Generally, you know, if I I always think about oh who's going to have the biggest reach? How can we get as many people on board as possible? How can we help as many? Like how can we, you know, put this into high gear and and change society? But it's going to be a slow arduous task, and one by one we're here for the people that we love. So. Yeah. Slowly then suddenly, uh, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to a Christmas movie. I well, can't wait for, uh, to, see, to, see what you've, <laughs> to see what you've got up your sleeve. Uh, I'm, there are so many memeable ones. Obviously, uh, the, the old uh, National Lampoons one. That would be brilliant. I'll look into uh, it. Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Uh, any, anything you want to um, leave the listeners with? How can they come and find you and interact with you? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is um, at Bitcoin Clips now. Same with my Reddit and my YouTube account. Yeah, if, if anyone wants to watch videos, they're more than welcome. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of them where I'm just here for fun. I'm not here to do anything special. I'm just making videos that I watch. I'm having fun, fun, fun watching myself. And yeah, I'll continue making them as long as I can. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Thanks so much no for worries. your time. And thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Hey guys, thank you for listening to that. And thank you to Bitcoin Clips for coming on. And obviously a huge thank you to the Bitcoiners over at 21ism.com. That's 21ism.com who featured uh, Bitcoin Clips on last month's uh, Bitcoin Inspired Creativity uh, Zine or Zine, whatever you want to call it, online. They have video design, writing, coding, music, memeing. They have the comic, 21ism comic, which was inspired by Self-Banked. So go and check that out. It was a very um, a pleasure to, to meet this young man. And thank you for putting me in touch and for including me in your journey into this uh, 21ism project. I think it's taken shape brilliantly. I love everything you guys are doing. Really appreciate you putting me in touch. For those listening, I hope you are inspired in some way by this young man. And if you're sitting around thinking, how can I put something out there 
for 2021 in the Bitcoin space? What can I do to help carry the message? I'm sure many of you have thought about starting podcasts before. Just go do it. Just set up an Anchor account and just start recording conversations. That's all I did. It's no more technical than that. You can contribute. And if just one person listens to one conversation and starts thinking about Bitcoin, then job done. If you're more into the the art side of things, again, check out 21ism. They've got uh, incredible showcases there. I've done an interview in the past with Radar Rain Petek, who has made an incredible piece of art around the uh, S2F, the stock to flow model for plan B. Definitely go back and find that interview. Or if you're into music or memeing or writing, whatever it is, there's something that you can do and the only person holding you back is you or that crazy monkey that lives in your mind that's telling you you can't do it, you're not good enough, whatever you do is going to be rubbish. That is all just you. We are waiting with open arms for anything that you can create and bring to the plate, to the table to help push forward the Bitcoin message to as many people as we can. I will leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to show sponsors coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. You can use that code. If you're in the UK or have access to the UK banking system, that's the place to start your Bitcoin journey. You can auto buy with them or you can smash market buy, whatever takes your fancy. They're a Bitcoin only exchange. In the US, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. They are across all 50 states. Use that code forward slash bitten. You'll get a free 10 bucks. And you can smash by with Swan as well. They are beta testing this. So make sure you go and check out that service or get on the list. It might have even launched at this time of recording. So please go check them out. But definitely sign up for their auto buy. We're about to hit the almighty bull run. Stack into it. Whichever way you want to do it. You can smash by if you want and get ahead of it and get a nice position going. Or if you live in week to week on your checks, on your fiat, then just put a little bit aside into these auto buy plans or DCA plans, dollar cost average plans, and just ride this wave for the next couple of years. Thank you everybody for listening. Go check out the website. That's once-bitson.com. That's built by at Jim Reaper. Thank you at Adam Woodhams1 for helping me put this show together. And don't forget to go check out 21ism, guys. Have a great one. Looking forward to next year. 